here on a nice spring evening, huh? Feels a lot like Christmas. Well, it was Christmas Eve, and uh, there was this woman, and she apparently had not done her shopping, and she was looking for a turkey for her Christmas Day dinner. And she was rifling through the turkeys madly, hoping, you know, that she could find out, find a nice, big, large one. So she asked the store butcher, she said, you know, do these turkeys get any bigger? And the butcher, without missing a beat, said, no, ma'am, they're all dead. (laughs) Hey, look, it's, you try to find a Christmas Eve joke, huh? Well, it is Christmas Eve. And what I'd like to just briefly talk to you tonight about is the greatest gift ever given. The greatest gift ever given. And I've entitled the message, Why Did He Come? Why Did He Come? Father, I thank you for each person here. And Lord, this is an incredible evening when we think about what transpired the next day. And I pray in these next several minutes, it will become more real than it ever has before. So I just invite you. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. I ask for your blessing upon each person. May you move in a mighty way. Give us soft hearts that we would receive. Give us ears that we would hear. And I ask that you would fill me up, that I may truly speak your words. And I ask for this in your precious name. Amen. So why did he come? That is the great question of the ages Why did he come? And the answer, of course, is found right here in this book. I don't know if you brought yours tonight. Most people generally don't. But by the way, this is a bestseller. It's year in, year out. It's kind of worth reading. So a lot of people like it. And the answer is actually found in one verse. It's a very famous verse. In fact, most people know it may be the most famous verse in all of the Bible. And it certainly is a Christmas verse. It's found in John chapter 3 and verse 16. So let's just look at this thing together. John chapter 3 and verse 16. Let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life or everlasting life. Four movements in this one verse, God loves, God gave, you believe, you live. Let's quickly look at each one of these, all right? First, God loves. That is an absolutely incredible thought when you think about it. God loves the world. God loves every single person who has ever been born. Skip, can you quickly put up the picture? There you see the universe, God is bigger. Actually, that's just the galaxy. God is bigger. I just want you, the creator God is bigger than the entire universe when you look up. And do you realize every single one of us, whether you're an atheist or not, you actually deep down know that there is a creator God. Did you know that? In fact, it says in Romans chapter 1, every single one of us knows that there's a God, but we repress the truth sometimes. In fact, can you put up the scripture? It says this in Romans chapter 1 and verse 19 and 20. They know the truth about God. He's speaking about everybody because he has made it obvious to him them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Every one of us deep down knows that there is a God. And what's truly amazing, and I want you to ponder this, is that The God of the universe, the creator God, loves you. He loves me. 
And it's an absolutely astounding thought to think about it. Just say, God loves me. See, so you don't even say it very loud because it's hard for us to believe. I know some of us are thinking, you know, Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so there's a God. But if there is really a God, then he couldn't possibly love me because you don't realize what I've done. You don't realize what I've thought. You don't realize what I've said. You don't realize the damage that I've created. And there's no way that God could love me. And you know what the real truth is? We're all a little bit quirky and unlovable. And we're going to see that in a moment. But just for a moment, I want you to really understand. There is a reason, I'm going to explain it in just a moment, why God loves each and every one of us. And I want you to revel in the incredible thought that the God of the universe does in fact love you. Now let's move to the second movement. It says that God gave. God gave. What that tells us is that love is not emotions or oceans of emotions. A lot of people think that that's what love is. It's it's feeling a lot of emotion. It's not. Love is a verb. Love is an action. Love actually does something good, something beneficial for someone. So when someone says to you next time, I love you, say to them, great, what good thing did you do for me lately? No, I'm just kidding. Don't say that to them. Don't say that to them. But you know what the Bible tells us? The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And you know what some people think? I love honest people. They go, that's child abuse. Why didn't God send himself? What do you have to send his son for? Well, we, you know, it's Christmas Eve. We just, we're really running out of time. So we don't have a lot of time for deep theology here. But you know what? God did send himself. It says in John chapter 1, opening our fourth gospel, first verse, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So whoever the Word is, he's God. Now watch this. Drop down to verse 14, and it says this. And the Word, that is God, became flesh. He took on skin, and he made his dwelling among us. God came, it says right there in the flesh, and he lived among us. Skip, put up the picture. There he is. That is the greatest miracle of all. Don't ask me how it happened. God took on skin, and he became a baby. Don't ask me. It is an incredible, absolutely mind-boggling thought that God came in the flesh. And this God loves you, And this God loves me. And the scriptures tell us that this baby, he grew up. He became a man. And at the age of 33, this is what happened to him. He died on a cross. He gave his life up. He willingly gave his life up on a cross. And the question is, why did God do this? Why did God do this for you? And why did God do this for me? And the short answer is very simple. Love. Love. You see... The scriptures tell us that we are separated from God. We come into this world, we're separated. Why am I separated from God? Why have you been separated from God? We're separated because the Bible says we've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. We've all stepped over the line. We've all been selfish. We know that we've done selfish things. We know we've done things that we shouldn't have done. You know, not too long ago, a little boy wrote a letter to Santa. It read, Dear Santa... There are three boys living at my house. Jeffrey is two, David is four, and Norman is seven. Jeffrey is good some of the time. 
David is good most of the time, and Norman is good all of the time. I am Norman. Now, you know what the problem is with that letter? No one bats a thousand. No one bats a thousand. I thought, you know, it's Christmas Eve. I love games. How many here like games? Let's play a game. Who keeps the Ten Commandments? All right, here we go. God says in Exodus 20, 15, you must not steal. Anybody here ever stolen anything? Candy bar? Paperclip. How about fudging on your taxes? Well, that makes you a thief. All right. God says in Exodus 20, 16, you must not lie. Now, if you say you've never lied, well, you've just lied right there. So that makes you a liar. All right. You're doing well so far. Exodus 20, 14, God says, do not commit adultery. Now, some of you go, oh, I got that one. Not so fast. Not so fast on that. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 28. If you just look at a woman with lust, you have committed adultery in your heart. That makes many of us an adulterer. It says in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 13, you must not murder. Now, some of you are going, I know I'm good on that one. I'm safe. I haven't murdered anybody. Not so fast. Listen to what Jesus, though, says about that. He says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 22, anyone who is angry with a brother or a sister is guilty of murder. Do you know what that means? That means the vast majority of us assassinated at least five people just on the way to work. So we're murderers. Wow, we're doing really good. Well, now that we're all sufficiently convicted, what I want us to see is that we all do fall short. We all fall short of the standard. You know who the standard is? Jesus, see, it's not the person next to you. See, of course you can beat the person next to you. I mean, that's not much to beat there, is there? Of course you can be better than the person next to you, but that's not the standard. The standard is Jesus. The standard is God, and we all fall short of that. Now, as we kind of move towards the close, I don't want you to despair because Christmas is about good news, and the good news is God loves you, and you say, why does God love me? Well, let me just see if I can explain why God loves each and every person. You know, I always do this, and I'm sure you've been waiting. Who wants a $20 bill? Who wants a 20 Just raise your hand. Not, not so fast yet, okay? So you guys are quick. Not so fast, though. So. I'm going to do this. Now, how many want the $20 bill? It's all crumpled up. How many still want the $20? Raise your hand high. How many still want the $20 bill? Not so fast yet. Not so fast. I happen to have a bag here, and I have some dirt. And I'm going to put the $20 bill in some dirt here and just kind of shake it up. How many now, wait a minute, if I can find it. Well, wherever it is, it is somewhere in here. How many here would like the $20 bill? Who wants the $20 bill now? You still want the $20? Are you sure you want the $20 bill? All right, how about this? I'm going to put it in here and then I'm... (laughs) Got to shake it up, a little shake and bake. Now, how many here... Who wants the $20 bill? Who wants the $20? I think I saw her first. You come on up here in the red dress. Make your way up here. Make your way up here. We're running out of time. Come on up. Both come up. You're going to split it. I don't even know if you're sisters, but... 
Now, tell me, why do you want this $20 bill? She said it's worth money. What do you think? She's not sure. You know why you want the $20 bill? Because it's still worth $20. So you guys split that, right? It's still worth 20 Even though it's dirty and it's soiled, it's still worth $20. So you guys just tear it in half and you each take half of it. No, just kidding. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Let me tell you something really quickly. The reason why... God loves you is because every single person ever born carries his image. Every, it may be dirty. It may be tainted. It may be sullen. But God loves you because you carry his image. Now, here we go. Here we go. Here's the most critical part of John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish Go to hell, be separated from him all for all eternity, but have life. Those two go together. Belief leads to life. So what does it mean to believe? What does it mean to really believe and place your faith in Jesus Christ? Maybe this illustration will help. There was a guy by the name of Jack, and he was walking along a steep cliff, and suddenly he fell off the cliff. And on the way down, he was able to grab a branch. And he hung on for dear life. He looked below and he saw that the ground below was another thousand feet. And so he realized he needed help. And he began to cry out, help, help. Is there anyone up there who can help me? And he hears nothing. And he cries out again, help, help. Is there anybody up there who can help me? He begins to panic. He doesn't hear anything. I mean, he's losing his grip and suddenly he hears a voice and he And the voice says, I'm here. Can you hear me, Jack? And Jack says, yes, yes, I can hear you. I'm down here. And the voice says, I can see you, Jack. And Jack looks all around. He says, I can't see you. Who are you? And the voice booms out, I am the Lord, Jack. And Jack says, the Lord? You're you're really God? Yes, Jack, I'm God. Oh, awesome, God, please help me. Please save me. I'll do anything that you ask of me. And God says, that's awesome, Jack. Now, I want you to listen very closely to me, and I want you to trust me. Roger, Lord, no problem. Great, Jack. Jack, I want you to let go of the branch. What? I want you to let go of the branch. And there's a long pause. And suddenly Jack cries out, help, help, is there anybody else up there? (laughs) See, he wouldn't let go of the branch. You know what faith is? Genuine faith is when you let go of your life. Now listen to me, control of your life. And you put the full weight of your life on Jesus Christ, realizing he's the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can change you. He's the only one that can give you life. That's why he came and he died on the cross, to bring you back, to connect us back to God. And only he can forgive you of your sins. And when you place your full weight and trust in that and you begin to follow him, you will experience eternal life. And by the way, eternal life isn't in the sweet by and by. Jesus Christ, it says in 1 John, is eternal life. And when you receive him, when you pull your full weight upon him, you're not only forgiven of your sins, you're not only cleansed, 
you begin to experience life on the inside, and you begin to move in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. And there's no greater gift than that. May you receive it tonight. Lord, pray with me. I pray if there's anyone here tonight who does not know Jesus, who has, they're right on the edge and it's hard for them to let go of the branch of their life and trust you. I pray tonight would be it right now. There's no greater night than to receive the greatest gift of all. God loved us so much he gave. And if we will believe, we shall have life. Amen.